you never know what's going to ignite your passion. I never took a journalism class ever, but I fell in love with radio and it changed my life. Many people find things that start as a hobby, but then grow to become their main thing. We meet a man in Cranberry Lake who started making duck decoys and never looked back. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Claxton Hepburn Medical Center, dedicated to providing patient care and regional services to the people of St. Lawrence County. ClaxtonHepburn.org. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Thursday, February 1st. First up, yesterday in D.C., parents who lost their children to suicide filled the Senate Judiciary Committee gallery. They held up photos of their dead kids who were exploited on social media. Mary Rohde of Canton was one of those parents. Totally silent, no one saying anything. So much camera and media press all over the place. Kind of chilling, makes you feel like, okay, maybe people really do care. Maybe this really will work. Rody's 15-year-old son, Riley, died in 2021. He was sexually exploited on Facebook Messenger. I spoke with Mary Rody this morning as she was walking to Capitol Hill to lobby lawmakers for legislation to protect children. We got to submit testimony and questions. I mean, what my point is, is that there's a design flaw in these social media systems and they have unchecked um, empires and they say things like, we're using, we put $2 billion into protecting people online last year. That's a tiny little percentage of what they make. So acknowledgement that this is a design flaw, that they're not going to hold themselves in check. And we really need the lawmakers to do it. Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg according to reports, you know, stood up and said, to turn to the parents and said, I'm paraphrasing here, the equivalent of, I I feel terrible for you. Um, How did that make you feel? Oh, so disgusted, sickening. Everything he said just makes me sick. If he, he knows about Riley. If he really wanted to apologize to me, he could return any of the correspondence I've sent to him over the last three years. What did you think the lawmakers heard from you all we've met with so many of the people on that judiciary committee but really the truth is it's a show for them it's a circus for them to ask their questions about communism and whatever their agenda is i've settled myself that the ceos don't care and i am just furious at the lawmakers and how they pretend to care what do you think is going to come of this I mean, I'm really trying to be hopeful because so many of these moms have been doing this so much longer than me. I have to stay hopeful. They have been boots on the ground in here, here in D.C., some of them, for 10 years. I hope, but when they joke about how they can't do, they can't get along, when there are 49 bipartisan supporters of this and neither one is my senator i don't know i don't know what can come of it because they continue to just talk how uh how have you been doing i'm doing okay i mean it's good to have like some spirit and mission it's hard to not get defeated i get a lot of 
I'm so proud of you. And I want that to turn over in my friends and family and the people in the NOCO that they call Schumer, that they call Gillibrand, that they don't stop, that they say Riley matters and that this has to stop and we can't let this keep happening. You know, so I'm okay. I appreciate all the support. I love how it's out there, but I feel like I'm groveling to these people who my high school social studies teacher told me really cared about the average American. Mary Rohde is a teacher in Canton. Her son Riley died in 2021 after being sexually exploited on Facebook. Some people can't wait to retire, but others find their thing. Sometimes they love it so much they never want to stop. That's the case for one Adirondack craftsman. Anna Williams-Bergen has this North Country at Work story. It's a cold, snowy day in Cranberry Lake. Linda Jones wears fuzzy pink shoes and a big puffy coat. She's shoveling a path from her house to the workshop. So, this is it. It is the headquarters of St. Lawrence River Decoys, where Linda and her husband Bob make wooden ducks. So there's different kinds. There's a canvas back, and this is a, a bluebill. And I think the, this one might be, that one looks like a mallard. Jones is sorting through a bucket of wooden duck parts. They haven't been sanded down or painted yet. These are duck heads, and these are, uh, they need a little more sanding around the neck and, and under the bill. There's uh, bodies around somewhere in another box. Linda's husband, Bob Jones, cuts, sands, and hand-paints decorative decoys. They sell them online, at craft shows, and out of a small showroom attached to the workshop. Bob is the one who makes the ducks, but he's the first to say that the whole operation is a team effort. My wife, Linda Jones, is, uh, she's behind the business. She's why I'm successful. She has done everything to help me. Jones started making these ducks way back in the 1950s. He was a kid growing up in southern New Jersey, and he and his friends wanted to go duck hunting. Uh, we couldn't afford to buy decoys, and my friend's father was one of the best carvers in the country, and he showed us how to make decoys at the time. And that's how I got started. It just worked, stayed right with me through life. Jones used to work on railroads all night and make decoys during the day. But in the early 1980s, he switched to decoys full-time. Nowadays, pretty much everyone uses plastic decoys for actually hunting. But the wooden versions still make great decorations. Jones also makes loons, swans, and the occasional heron. His methods are a bit more advanced than when he was a kid. Well, my equipment is from 1913 up till around 1970. A lot of old equipment that's, that you can't replace today. But it'll last 100 years if you take care of it. That includes three different types of sanders and a system of tubes that suck all the sawdust from machines straight into big bags. Lindy, uh, turn on the sawdust system, please. Oh, it's going to get real noisy. The day I visited, Jones was working on a new product. Lamp stands with miniature ducks perched on the bottom. He cuts heads and bodies out of aged wood. 
those parts get sanded, often a couple times with different sanders. The first is a rotating belt sander. That white sand's going to spin, so don't get too close to it. But this is sanding, what we're sanding here. But that's basically, that's a piece of rough sandpaper in there right now, so. Finished heads and necks get glued together. There, that's. This is a glue press. And you take several pieces, blocks of wood, glue them up, and then put them in here and crank these paddles down tight on there. It seals the two pieces together. The glue press looks a little medieval. It's made of heavy iron and probably weighs a thousand pounds. At over a hundred years old, it's also the oldest piece of equipment in the shop. And it has a great origin story. We found it in a wall down in Pennsylvania. A friend was retiring and Bob said to him, do you have a glue press? And he goes, I think there's one in the wall. And we went over, he punched a hole in the wall, and there it was. His grandfather didn't want to move it, so he built a wall around it. After years of making ducks, Bob Jones is 83. He can't get out in a boat and do the duck hunting that first inspired him to make decoys. But Jones says painting them is as close as it gets. I hunted for years, and the last few years, I just like watching the birds fly, and we, my paint shop looks right on the river, and I can see all the ducks swimming by, and I like watching them now. Lots of people ask Bob Jones when he's going to retire. He says retirement is doing what you like to do, and he's been doing that all his life. For North Country Public Radio's North Country at Work project, I'm Anna Williams-Bergen in Cranberry Lake. Funding for this project is provided in part by the New York State Department of Education. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Patricia Julian of Burlington and Martha Gallagher of Keene. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.